welcome. Well, you're at home with Jim and Joy, and you are an important part of our EWTN family. And we're so delighted that you've welcomed us into your home. We would love to hear from you. So today, we're taking your questions and your comments. If you're watching during the live broadcast, it's Monday. Please give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460. If you are calling and you are outside North America, you can always reach us at 205-271-2980. And you can always send us an email with a question or a comment to jimandjoy at ewtn.com and check us out on Facebook. Well, the question for today's show was this. What are the benefits of renewing your marriage through periodic couple retreats? or vacations Amen. and so we hope and pray that you are doing that if you're newly married that you begin that practice in your marriage to cultivate love yeah. refreshment renewal and a blessing and we're praying that you'll give us a call because we want to hear from you about how that's working out in your life at the various stages of life and joy we celebrated our 46th wedding anniversary yesterday we did and we want to thank especially debbie cowden who put it out there on facebook yeah. and so many of you wrote such beautiful responses yeah. and blessings and prayers and for that we are extremely grateful for 46 years i mean we go way back right we dated six years courted six years and then we're married 46 years so it's like 52 years we've been together and then we heard from so many people they married 60 years and more and mm -hmm. and, and so on but uh, it's so wonderful to be married that long. And it is true, when you give yourself totally to the other, I love you more you know, than I've yes. ever loved. It grows, it just kind of grows. And we always take retreat on our marriage anniversary. So we were away four days at a beautiful lake, Smith Lake here in Alabama. And uh, we're gonna speak about retreats, so we wanna hear from you and the benefits of taking periodic retreats as, as a couple and everybody's taking vacations this time of year, but we want to speak a little bit more about doing that as a couple, what that does for you individually and together as a couple. But the highlight for me is always retaking our, reaffirming the vows that we took 46 years ago. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we did that in front of the tabernacle. We work at a pregnancy medical center, and so we blessed to have the tabernacle of the Lord there. And to, we did that Thursday before we left. And then we did it again. Mm -hmm. yeah, Thursday before we left for the retreat, and then we did it during the retreat. And uh, just to look at one another in the eyes and say, for better or worse, for richer or poorer, in sickness and health, to love and to cherish till we're parted by death. Yeah, I reaffirm my vow. And to look at us, you know, over 46 years, because you get, for better or worse, for richer or poor, in, in sickness, sickness and, and in, health, in health, to love yes. and to cherish, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and it's just so meaningful. Could it be anything more meaningful than to be wedded to one another and to glorify the Lord in that way. And then we had the privilege of Saturday night going to Sacred Heart Parish in Coleman. Yeah. And upon exiting the parish, the <coughs> priest was Young there, priest, we greeted yeah. him, and we asked him to give us a marital blessing. And he quickly blessed us. It was very quickly, powerful. It was spontaneous. And it was so desert. beautiful. And, um, and you know, in marriage, in life, um, when you have families, lots of children, grandchildren, and you're working, it gets really busy, and who has time? And But, you know, everything I'm learning and living and dying to myself as much as possible, uh, Jesus is still saying the same thing to me. I want to increase your virtues 
decrease your vices mm. and it manifests itself in marriage. And so sometimes we're so busy, we're like, Lord, I don't even have time to slow down and stop and you assess me and examine me and, and know me. And God says, take time so that you can be known deeper by me, deeper by yourself and then deeper by your spouse. Amen. But it takes a minute. Mm -hmm. So we want you to call us or email us. Can you share the benefits of renewing your marriage through periodic couple retreats or vacations? Well, you're dedicating that time to you as a couple. 1-800-221-9460. Give us a call. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, remember that today we're taking your questions and your comments mm -hmm. on our show. So if you're watching, it's Monday live broadcast. Please give us a jingle at 1-800-221-9460 outside North America. You can always reach us at 205-271-2980. And you can email us with a question or a comment to Jim and Joy at EWTN.com and check us out on Facebook. So what are the benefits of renewing your marriage through periodic couple retreats or vacations. And it might just be something that you do as a couple. Yeah. You know, and you, you go away to a place that, that you love and helps to refresh and renew you. You have some things planned. Or it could be a guided time, some kind of marriage retreat um, that you go on. And I was just speaking to somebody here at, at uh, EWTN, and they were saying, yeah, we're getting ready to go away. And they go away with several couples. Mm -hmm. They've tried this before. It all worked out with the couples. And then all together, they all have their space. Right. And uh, it not only resets them as a couple, but they enjoy you know, the friendship that's mm -hmm. there. So how does it work for you? Has it changed over the years in terms of, of nurturing, uh, bringing wellness, greater wellness to you as, as a couple? Um, enjoy one of the things for us, um, before we go to the comments, they're already coming in, um, is that you know, beauty is important when you go away. Mm -hmm. um, and so we always like to go to uh, Great and Beach, Florida. We think mm -hmm. that's a beautiful spot. We've been doing that for many, many years. And we just think it's the most pristine uh, sand, emerald, really emerald waters that are there, um, different inlets with all different, you know, kind of water that's there. And it's beautiful. I think it's mm -hmm. important to go away to a beautiful place. And Jesus said, go away. You need to go away to a lonely place and rest a while. If mm -hmm. it could be beautiful, that's wonderful. And Jesus himself, it says, I think it's in Luke, that it says, he often would go away to a deserted place mm -hmm. to pray. And so I remember when I first, you know, kind of rededicated my life to the Lord, I was all about well, anything you say, I'm going to do. I haven't fulfilled that perfectly, but anything you say. So that's evangelization, mm -hmm. that's social justice and mercy, that's, you know, marriage in the family, but it's also he commands us, go away to a lonely place and rest a while. Because, you know, that, that's in the, that rest is a component we need. Enter into my rest. Come to me, you who travel and are heavy laden. I will refresh you. Take my yoke upon your neck. Learn from me. I'm gentle and lonely of heart. 
you will find rest. Well, you know, we we were raised in a generation. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I don't ever remember my mom <laughs> resting or going yeah. on vacation, and we would go um, away for like weekends or something <clears throat> like as that. As a family. As a yeah. family. Which is great. Um, yeah. But you know, when I would tell, I'm going on a woman's retreat, or we're going on a couple's retreat, she had no file for that. Um, emotionally, physically, spiritually, it was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you, are you and Jim in trouble? And it was like, <laughs> no, we're, we're doing this because we want to maintain healthy, yeah. well, you know, you want to be thriving yes. in your marriage. Yeah. And sometimes, yes, <clears throat> it, it does get critical and you do need to get help and that's okay. okay. And yeah. so you need to give yourself permission to do that. If anything is broken, our good Lord always wants to fix and heal us. We have Susan on the phone and she's calling in from Washington. Susan, welcome to At Home with Jim and Joy. Your question or your comment? Well, <clears throat> when my husband and I were married 14 years, uh, we uh, went on a worldwide marriage encounter weekend. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it was phenomenal. I mean, um, I don't want to say we were in trouble, but we were in trouble. And mm -hmm. that weekend rebuilt our lives mm -hmm. and um, drew us closer to the Lord. Amen. Uh, to the point where my husband wound up being the uh, leader of a charismatic prayer group in Alaska. Um, we just, it was just a marvelous weekend, and we went on two more after that. He passed away 27 years ago, but um, my children were just uh, so grateful. Yes. And I, and you're right, the Lord does want to fix whatever we find um, troubling us. Yes. Wants us to draw closer to him, and yes. that's what happens. He's got to be in that pyramid, that marriage pyramid. <clears throat> yes. And we take him out of it, and we'll fall on our faces. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Susan, this is a Thank beautiful you. sharing. Thank you so much. May the Lord hold your beloved husband and great words that you've spoken with great emotion, the emotion of love and gratitude for your marriage and for your children affirming what you did. So, Joy, this is a time, uh, marriage encounter. You can't right. say enough about marriage encounter. Yes. So, so some people are like, well, if we go away together, what are we going to do? You know. So some people don't want to plan that or go to a marriage encounter. Mm -hmm. We heard from somebody else who said they went to Retrovi. Right. So marriage encounter is usually to make good marriages better. And Retrovi is like, th there's a real difficulty here. There's a crisis in the marriage, but they want to repair it. People are doing that, mm -hmm. and that's a great blessing because it's saying, no matter what you're gonna be taught at those times, and there's great teachings there, it's saying, I'm devoted to you. Right. I am committed to you. Time is like the greatest commodity. I want to spend time with you. I want to work something through and make my marriage better. Or we got some difficulties going on here. We need to acknowledge them. We can't do it on our own. And they go to a retrovi or something else like that. Well, we have Larry on the phone from Louisiana. Larry, your question or your comment? Yeah, I do have a comment. Actually, a question. We've been married 36 years, and uh, my wife got disabled 20 years ago, and I've been taking care of her, you know, since then. She lost 80% of her motor skills, mm. and uh, basically she can't do too, too much by herself. 
she can eat, you know, with help, and she can watch TV and change channels by herself, mm -hmm. but that's all she can do. So I'll hang up and listen to you, what other things I can do mm. to get a life better. Yes. Well, Larry, thank you so much for your commitment and your love. That's, that's where we see our marital vow taking place for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, and things happen like that. But I'm sure there's things that you could do in your daily living that help to retreat one's soul. Um, and hopefully, if she's able to go to Mass, if you could take her to Mass, or have a priest come and see her. Put her by the window, if, and so you get beautiful visibility of the sky and the birds, and ways that she can be restored and renewed and refreshed just in her seeing and in hearing um, all of the beautiful things that are out there in God's creation. So we want to be like you when we grow up. Thank you for your love that is so clear and so prominent. And I would just say make sure you're really praying together, you're laying hands upon her. You're taking deep looks into her eyes, into her face. You're trying to verbalize as best you can what you see and how much you love her. You, but you're, you're showing that by your deeds. So thank you for what you're doing. You are an inspiration to us. You know, Joyce, so here we have somebody you know, that's on in the years, mm -hmm. and they're at this point. When we first started taking couple times, right, we had three children under three, right? We under three. The first mm -hmm. baby, then twins. We have a couple here with eight kids. Mm -hmm. right? Nine. Nine, mm -hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> Um, so not, no, I'm not sorry. It's great that it's nine. <laughs> I, I, um, but you know, Joy, it, it, it didn't seem any way we could do anything as a couple, mm -hmm. you know, because we were trying to care for these kids just like they're doing, so we're not trying to lay a heavy on anybody. But we finally got to the place where we can get some people to watch them. And all we did was we went away for like a Friday for a dinner to spend the night at a nice, luxurious hotel. Uh, and then to come home by the next afternoon. Mm -hmm. So we were just trying to look like it was a day, a real right. day. Mm -hmm. And we did that, and we were so exhausted, you know, and, and we didn't do much. I mean, we got to this luxurious hotel, we ate, and then I think we just slept and mm -hmm. slept and slept, and we had other plans for things that we were gonna do with the hotel and shopping and so on. But you know, it was funny, when we concluded that time, we said, or I said, you know, I found out, you know, what did you find out from the time? I said, mm -hmm. I found out I'm not demonized, and I'm not mentally ill, but I'm really tired. I'm just tired. You know, because you, 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 you know, you're acting so crazy slow because you, right. you, you're deprived mm. of rest. You're giving yourself, of which sleep. is what you, and that's priority mm -hmm. over you know mm -hmm. most things, including retreat. You got to care for your family. You got to mm -hmm. put you know food on the table. You got to do those things. But you got to make a way to carve out a little bit of time together. It just might be 24 hours. It might not even be that. I don't know. But to get that time away to say, and what we say to our kids, you know, we just want you to know. Mom and Dad were together before we met you, yes. before we had you, you know, mm -hmm. and we're going to be together afterwards. Right. So like our relationship, we're trying to facilitate, but you're going to get married, right. you know, or you're going to go into ministry, you're going to do so. We're raising you to let you go. Right. Now they were like, what? You know, mm -hmm. but, you know, because we got to maintain this relationship. So we learned we always take family vacations. We usually try to take a month off out of the year, not for family, for couple. And I've said to you, go away with your girlfriends, mm -hmm. you know, because yeah. I mean, it's nice for you to have that. Some people might be saying, well, yeah, I wish I could have all the time to do that. Whatever time you got, God will do so much more than you can imagine with the little bit of time you give him. Well, and I, I think what Susan was sharing when she and her husband went off on a marriage encounter, 
was the benefit that came to their marriage and to their children. And the greatest gift that you can give your children is to have a good, healthy marriage. I mean, that's the greatest gift you can give your children, where mom and dad, they see you working at your faith, living your faith, praying with each other, praying for each other. I mean, and our children have said to us so many times, oh, we, we want your marriage. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you want our marriage? Well, then you have to work hard at it because it doesn't just happen because, um, you know, I'm madly in love with you, you're madly in love with me. We work at that. Mm. You have to deny, you have to die to yourself all the time in marriage. And even to this day, even telling our kids, mm. and like, dad's making me holy. We're in a different phase and stage yeah. in our marriage. You know, being married 46 years, we work together not only here at home, but we work together at the Pregnancy Medical Center. Um, you know, and this, the seasons of your life change. And God is always doing a new thing with you. Yeah. And you have to let him. And you have to be clay in his hand as I was your bride at 19 and I'm your bride at 65. I look a lot different, but that young girl is still in here that's right. and it's yeah. like that's who we are and we have to let Jesus make us new and fresh and you know what you have to schedule time it doesn't just happen because all of a sudden years go by and I've had friends and they don't like their spouses the children leave and they're left with this guy <laughs> or this woman and like who are you you know, because you have to cultivate it along the way. And you know, I get it. If you have lots of kids, we have children, have lots of kids. Our parents were lived in New Jersey. We were here in Alabama. You know, then do things, do a date night. Then date each other once a week. And even if, you know, you, you go down the street and have coffee, something that you can do to cultivate, to say, you are important to me, our relationship is important, and we need to make time for each other. But to go away to a lonely place, to have yourself renewed and restored and reminded by God that your life, it's beautiful that you exist and it's important where you are, where you find yourself on this journey. Even if you're widowed or you're like Larry and he's caring for his wife who's bedridden and he loves her. That's his way that he gets to love his wife and she gets to love him back. So we always have to present ourselves to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am, renew me, restore me and bless me. And so we want to say a word about the family celebration. Be sure to join us for the upcoming EW10 family celebration here in Birmingham, Alabama. It's taking place this August 26th. We'll be right back. Plenty more to come. Don't go away. Welcome back. Well, before we wrap up today's show, we're going to go straight to Rome to check in with beautiful Joan Lewis. Now, Joan, what's the latest news from Rome this weekend? Well, hi, Jim and Joy. Greetings from Rome. Although my focus, of course, today is on the 37th World Youth Day, the 15th 
international one that begins this week in beautiful Lisbon, Portugal. And Pope John Paul, of course, instituted this World Day in 1984. Now, his successor, Francis, arrives in Lisbon on Wednesday. He'll have a series of meetings with diplomatic, religious, and civil officials. And then at 5.30, he will preside at Vespers with bishops, priests, deacons, and pastoral workers in the celebrated Hieronymus Monastery. Now, of course, all of this is just the tip of the iceberg of events for uh, Pope Francis and the hundreds of thousands of young people who have signed up for this um, World Youth Day. I've covered these World Youth Days, and I have to tell you, they are immensely uplifting and immensely energizing. Just the sheer numbers of young people from around the, from around the world, and I've covered them as they ate and sang and prayed and just congregated together and attended catechetical sessions offered by priests and, and bishops. You know, you, you go to bed at night with a smile on your face and you wake up in the morning actually the same way. Now, this Friday evening, the Pope will preside at the Stations of the Cross, a usual event of World Youth Day. This will be in Lisbon's Edward VII Park. And then, interestingly enough, Saturday, he has a little uh, side trip planned to Fatima. Now, this is the second of his papacy. The first pope, by the way, ever to go there, I don't know if you knew this, was Pope Paul VI in 1967. And Pope John Paul II, he went three different times, and Pope Benedict only once. So um, the final big events in Lisbon after that, of course, are the Saturday night Youth Day Vigil and the closing Mass on Sunday, and then the Pope returns to Rome that evening. Now, I've got some numbers here that will fascinate you. The U.S. delegation will be the fifth largest as far as numbers go. It's comprised of almost 29,000 individuals from 1,300 groups across the U.S., and by, that way, by the way, that number is still growing day by day. Now, like most other pilgrims from around the world, the Americans will be staying in hotels and campuses, universities, homes, etc. And they will take part in so many events planned for all the young people. There, of course, is, there's prayer, there's daily liturgies, catechesis, concerts, presentations, dialogue, service, and networking with the other um, young people from around the world. And then there's 35 U.S. bishops who will be there for daily catechetical sessions called Rise Up. So I have to say I'm very jealous of everybody of whatever age who is there in Lisbon. But I, you all can stay tuned because EWTN has massive coverage planned, not just television, but throughout the social media. So uh, check up on all that. But right now, back to you. Joan, thank you so much. And we're praying for World Youth Day and for many uh, conversions there and deepening of faith that will take place. Join us next time for an interview with Kim Cameron Smith. She's written a book entitled Rooting Your Teen in the Faith, a field guide for Catholic parents. We'll be discussing the unique challenges that Catholic parents face in raising teenagers in this modern world. Our theme today was all about retreat and being with the Lord. Jesus says, come away to a lonely place. Sometimes it's even in your own home. Sometimes it's as an individual. Sometimes it's as a couple or as a family. Go and rest a while. Jesus commands us to rest and to enter into his rest. God bless you.
God bless all of your loved ones. You're an important part of the EWTN family. You're never alone, and you're always at home with Jim and Joy. Bye now.